Your band sounds great, but how does it look? No one knows if you're in the dark. Light up your gigs with Chauvet DJ. Chauvet DJ is the brand of affordable and easy-to-use entertainment lighting that can help your band rise above the competition with great-looking and dynamic visual stage looks. From pack-and-go lighting systems that set up and tear down in seconds to Bluetooth-enabled lighting, with the touch of a button or step on a foot pedal, Chauvet DJ has your gig lighting covered. You rock the gig, Chauvet DJ will make sure the crowd sees you do it. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com. What's up, Animaniacs? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. I was just scrolling through Facebook and I saw something about Animaniacs. You know what? It's coming back. No, they're doing a reboot. Yeah, I did see that. The original voice cast and everybody's going to be in it. I'm super excited. I loved, loved, loved the original. Well, my kids watch it now. Yes, so do mine. You know, minus all of the very 90s references. Yeah. um, They think it's funny. Yep. Yep. But yeah, it it was very of its time and I'm, I'm curious to see how they handle that nowadays. That is the problem with like very timely things is... They don't age well. No. Well, hey, it's, it's kind of like, it's like Aladdin, like uh, the animated one. Didn't age well? I haven't well, I seen mean, it in a long time. Lots of, lots of pop culture references of its uh, time. Like there's a, there's a, there's a callback to Arsenio Hall and his TV show. Oh, wow. And nobody. Oh, that was going to last forever. You remember? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it was a movement and it, until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. Hey, just to mention, we'll talk more about this later, but uh, this episode has a brand new sponsor. This episode yeah. is sponsored by Bob's Angry Pins, which I'll tell you more about later on. Yeah, I, I need to get into that game. You do. Big time. You for do. Sure. Yep. So uh, last week, we didn't really get a chance to catch up. We had um, a, a lovely guest, the loveliest by far. I will tell you, it, we have had some really good feedback too. Your uh, charming and insightful wife was a, was a fun interview. Yeah. Really good. I, you know, I get to talk to her every day. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a treat for me then. Yeah. And she was kind of curious and I was like, well, we got more feedback, which we normally, than we normally get. Oh, a lot. Um, but yeah. our, our crew is, you know, they're a bit stoic on some things. <laughs> on some things. I know who I'm going to hear from and I know who I'm not going to hear That's from. That's right. So. That's right. But yeah. But it was, yeah, it was time to do that. And, and you know, the, the thing is, we've been talking a lot about things we want to get to. And I think we're kind of getting to the point where we've got uh, some margin to, um, to fill in the cracks of some things that we've been talking about for a while. So totally very exciting. Totally. Um, but yeah, let's do some catching up. Let's so do, it. Um, do you want to go ahead and start it off? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of things that I've been up to that are interesting. Um, yes. Not gigging. I actually haven't gigged much uh, in the last couple of weeks at all. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up on some pretty busy times, but, um, uh, a couple of things have happened in the last few weeks. One is I finally upped and made the appointment at the audiologist and got myself some in-ear impressions and bought and ordered my in-ear monitors. Fantastic. The custom model molded the whole thing. And, um, uh, for those of you who haven't done that, it's really an experience. It's really it an is. experience because an audiologist seems like a doctor, but the office doesn't seem like a medical office at all. I don't know about the one you went to. Mine felt like heaven's waiting room. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. It, when I got mine done, it was through a friend who worked for an audiologist. And it's funny because his reference, actually, he's now an audiologist, but he's out in Colorado. But yes, I was the only person in there under 
70. Oh, oh, for sure. For sure. No, their main business is hearing aids. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but they do a lot of this kind of stuff too. And they totally know, you know, I didn't have to explain anything, you know? Oh no. Yeah. Molds for in-ear monitors. Sure, sure, sure. Not a problem. Well, and, and it is, it should, we should go ahead and say that not every audiologist does that particular service. True. So you can't just wander into any one of them True. and, at, and, and, you know, set an appointment because only some of them do it. That's right. That's right. But this one did. And so what they do is, um, well, what he did, um, he had like a little, uh, looky tool, a little look, lookoscope. Yep. It's not its name, but the medical term lookoscope. Um, and it was putting what it was seeing up on a huge TV on the wall. So I actually looked at this TV and saw the inside of my, like way in my head of what's inside my ear, mm, which gross. is kind of cool. It was, it was, yeah, it was horrifying. Um, and Harry, yeah. Wild. Anyway. That's how we hear though. It's true. It's true. I saw my own eardrums, both of them. And the That's audiologist pretty. said they looked good. Good. Yeah. So, um, and then he puts like a little plug, a little um, foam plug in there and then squirts in this goo that hardens and then he unscrews that and that's the mold. And then you take them to the UPS store and ship them off. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty much the workflow of it. Yeah. My, my guy was a bit of a prankster. He was a, he was a bit of a jokey, jokey guy. He was like, I'm going to uh, put this, uh, this plug in right up to your eardrum. And uh -huh. I was like, how, how will I know? How do you know when he hits the eardrum? And he like jabbed it into my eardrum. He goes, that's how. Yeah. And, uh, Boy, can you feel that? Yeah. There's also there's a there's a uh, like a floss component. Yes. Oh That's yeah. No. That's to kind of pull it out. That plug thing has two strings coming out of it. Yeah. And um, so it's like a tampon. And when you, an ear tampon, when you are done hardening up the goo, the strings are what he uses to sort of loosen it up and extract it. And um, yeah. Those of you who know less about tampons than I do, uh, sorry. How about the how about the curing process? That's a unique experience. Yeah. Being so you sit left. there. With your ears totally plugged, I mean, it's completely deaf. You're completely deaf. And um, and then as they kind of harden in your ears, there's this crackly, um, it's weird. It feels weird. It feels really weird. Yeah, being alone with just your thoughts. You know, <laughs> actually, yeah. that, that we'll, we, can, we can circle back oh, to that. we'll come back to that. We will. Yes, yeah, yes, for yes, sure. Yes, 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 yes. Anyway, so that went in the mail, and it's going to be like five weeks before the... Um, Things are ready to come to me, and that uh, will be exciting. And which vendor did you go with? Um, All Claire, which okay. is um, uh, kind of an off name, but the price was right, and the reviews were good, and um, I think I'll like it. The ones I went were a um, a three driver system um, for five hundred bucks. Yep, and yeah, I think they'll be good. Yeah, I mean, All, All Claire is not like a fly by that operation no no no, no, no. a long time yeah yeah they know what they're doing so that was one big thing that happened the other is um <clears throat> a whole other topic you know we've had this monthly deal at uh this brewery called pig pounder and it's been awesome it actually has been the most fun bar to play that we've played the the audience is great the space is like really good for our energy it's it's a good 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 fit so um I was talking to the manager there, whose name is Cassie, after the last time we played there, which was a couple of weeks ago. And I mentioned that the place I've been doing the trivia just shut down music completely. I mentioned that, I think, yeah. last week or week before. And um, she said, oh, you're all mine. Ah. Uh, <laughs> okay, fine, good. So I went and talked to her and we booked the Clanky Lincolns monthly through July of 2020. And then 
um, she talked me into a thing that I've been wanting to do, but she wanted it a little more regular than I do. I'm booked for the next four Friday nights to do live acoustic karaoke. Nice. At her pretty much insistence. And then I also got three dates for my new acoustic duo. So we like, we just sat there and threw a stuff, a bunch of stuff on the calendar and, um, and it was really great. It was really, really awesome. Um, now the one piece of feedback she gave me, so I said, you know, how, how's, how are we doing? How's the clanky Lincoln's doing? Are you happy with what we're providing? Are we making you good money? And uh, she said, yeah, yeah, all that's really good. The only thing I hear is that you're a little loud sometimes, which I get. Oh. This is a brick building that is not, not huge. And the way we're set up, we're aimed right at the bar, um, kind of across the narrow axis of the building. So if we get loud, we, we hurt the ability of the bar <laughs> bartender to hear orders, which is never good. Um, so I've been talking with the band and, you know, we're all direct. The only thing that forces our hand volume wise is the acoustic drums. Yep. And so I've been talking with my drummer, Tony, about what we might do about that. One option is like a plexi shield, but none of us love that. Nope. Um, we're talking now about what would it be like if, cause he is backed up against a concrete wall, mm-hmm. um, that has a mural on it. I think I've sent you a picture. I posted yes. it a couple of times. Um, the thinking now is what if we made some kind of portable audio, uh, uh, like sound capturing foam something that could lean up against that wall and capture at least the reflection of the drum kit. I think that would probably make a big difference, frankly. Um, so we're going to, we're going to experiment with some of that, but the, you know, if anybody, um, listening who has experience with drum volume management in smallish venues, I'd be interested in what you know about that. So come hit the Facebook page and, yeah. You know, give us your feedback about that. You know, next step up, you could go digi. Yeah, we're not going to do that. He has he has some, and we've played with them, but they just don't have the energy we want. They just yeah. it's just not the same. It's just not the same. He hates playing them, frankly. And I and I, you know, we talked about um because a few weeks ago we played at a place called Lucky's Burger and Tap, and they mm-hmm. made the drummer be behind a shield because it's a pretty small place and where the the edge of the stage is like right next to the bar. Yeah. So there's a shield there and they say, don't move the shield, put the drum, like you must use the shield. And the right. feedback we got from that place was that our sound was exceptional. I mean, the wives, the band wives who were at every show were crazy about how we sounded there. And I think a big part of that is we didn't have acoustic drums just blaring out the place. Sure. But I don't want to trade Tony's presence and, and, and connection with the audience, which is, you know, even though he's behind drums, it's, it's, it's an important piece of us. I, sure. I wouldn't trade that for mix control or volume control. Um, so we're just looking for a solution. We don't, we're not, yeah. we're just going to experiment with some stuff. Hey, we've said it all the time. There is, there is no single school of thought here. So yep. Yep. Uh, innovation, try stuff out, see what happens, see exactly. what sticks. Exactly. Exactly. But it feels, it's got to feel good to put some, you know, put some, some numbers on the board. Um, are you are you going out through the end of the year? Or are you already in twenty twenty? Uh, we will be. Uh, no, no. Well, well, we we're booked already to the end of twenty nineteen, and then we put you know out most of the way into twenty twenty, and then we could have kept going. She did kept going. I was like, well, you know, let's just that's enough for now. We no, that's fine. <laughs> it got that's ridiculous. Perfectly fair. Um, but I'm, I I fully trust we'll keep going there, and then when the Friday night karaoke thing takes off, I'm sure that'll keep going too. So it's a, it's a really good relationship. So yeah, no, that's really, that's happening. all, that's good and, you news know, all around. One of the things that she said 
that's kind of unique about this place. She is, um, so she's the manager and it's owned by a company that owns, man, many things right in that part of town, the movie theater across the street and two restaurants across the street. And they lease a bunch of property kind of in, in town. And so they're part of a network of businesses, which, um, she told me means she doesn't live or die on the profitability of any one night. Um, oh, wow. Which is really uh, it's so great. I mean, she said, you know, it's it's terrific. I get to experiment with stuff. I get to, like, I'm not, we can try stuff and try it, you know, give it time to grow. And it's, it's like, it's a freedom that a lot of places don't have. So, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It's a great partnership to have. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. So that's my big update. What you been up to? So, um, <laughs> We played a um, we played a high school reunion a couple weeks back, mm-hmm. and that was the last gig that members only had. Um, I had a church gig, and that ha- we had a I'll, I'll drop a little anecdote to that at the end of this story. Um, so that one was it was a local deal, and there were two, I guess, two little things about it. One was uh, we had a sub on base, and the other one was it was a high school reunion, and members of that class wanted to open for us more or less, so they. <laughs> There was a band, and they went. They were going to play some songs before we started. Uh, the day of that show, I got a call around 10 a.m. that the bass player uh, that we had hired uh, was sick and mm. was not coming. That's not great. So um, I got on the horn, and he got on the horn in his, you know... He was he was more than willing to uh, to help out. Uh, it became very apparent very early on that there was not anybody available, and uh, if there were people available, they were not familiar with the material. So, um, it became very clear very early that um, there were no options, and so I just decided that I was going to do it. Nice. So. Um, I pulled my bass out and I fired up my HX stomp, found a preset that I liked, and um, I did the gig. Sweet. So I was a, I was I was doing my best Getty Lee, <laughs> um, being a bass player, lead singer, and um, honestly, show went great. Felt really good. Cool. Um, I, I I had played bass when I lived in Nashville, um, and so it wasn't like a completely foreign thing. It's not like I was a guitar player who picked a bass up. Um, I, I mean, it, I, actually, that is exactly what happened. It's just that it, it happened 20 years ago. Right. Um, so, yeah. And it was it was fun to um, to do a different, to, to again, take on a different role in the band. Um, I've ta- I feel like I've taken a few on at yeah. this point. Um, and um, short of just a couple of bandwidth moments where I was like, oh, playing in this and singing this is very challenging. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no. Singing while playing bass is like a whole discipline. That's... Right, because the the thing about guitar is that you're typically strumming or playing something rhythmically that goes with what you're singing. Yep. Um, <clears throat> bass bass doesn't work like that. Well, here's my theory about this. I've 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 had this rant before. Um, a guitar, at least a rhythm guitar, is a percussion instrument. Yep. Right. A bass is a melodic instrument, and so is a voice. And so trying to do two melodies at once is really hard, right? Compared See, to like something that is, all right, putting your fingers in the right place to get yeah. the right chords, but basically it's percussion. Um, it's kind of interesting because I was, I was thinking the other way around, but like what you said makes perfect sense. I was saying that it was more of, 
you know, you bass is a rhythm instrument because you're basically doing what the drums are doing. Um, if you're well, doing it right, you're doing almost exactly what the drums are doing. Yeah. The drums are doing something very different <clears throat> than what the, the melody would be doing. That's right. But you are perfect. It's, it's funny because you can come at it from both sides. That's true. Yep. And it, they both make sense. Yeah. I love that. Wow. Isn't that cool? I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, it was a fun challenge and, um, you know, that part of it was perfectly fine. The, the opener band was actually not a big deal. Uh, one of the guys was really, really cool. He was kind of like the guy in charge and he'd been the, my main contact. Um, I actually turned him on to the, to the podcast and hopefully he's checking it out. Sweet. Um, and we did have a, we did have a, um, an overly enthusiastic, uh, guitar player who wanted to kind of get in the mix a bit too much. And, <laughs> um, we did our best to be as polite as we could, but you know, decline what he was trying to do. And even the rest of the guys were like, just ignore him. Don't <laughs> even worry about it. <laughs> he was this I one got in an, high I, school too. Yeah. Yeah. I got an email, uh, after the fact and they, they thanked us and they were also like, thank you for putting up for, with our guitar player. So. <laughs> but it was good vibes. I mean, it was, it was, that was the one where my height, they were, it was my high school's 30th reunion. Right. And, um, talked to a couple of people and like we actually did know there were like mutual teachers that we we knew and that kind of thing it was cool it was fun awesome um church gig wasn't much to report back from other than i figured out a way to play the solo to don't stop believing during the worship set um, awesome that was fun um and then the only other big thing that's going on uh and i'm very excited about this because i've been kind of working on it for a little while um we have officially launched our website. So if you go to www.coverbandconfidential.com, you'll find our new home, uh, which now takes the, um, the podcast episodes. They're all serialized and available, uh, as well as our blog uh, and, and some other features that we're kind of in the process of building up. But uh, it's, it's a one-stop shop with all of, our, uh, all of our content. So check out coverbandconfidential.com, you guys. Uh, I've been working on it for a couple of weeks, and I think it looks pretty okay. I like how you say we launched it as if I had anything to do with that. Well, you know, sometimes you put out a unified front. It's kind of like, you know, <laughs> with, with when you're a parent. Or a band. You know, or a band. You you know, you always have to agree to things. and you know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, oh, also wanted to circle back. We had talked about uh, venue management and the whole double booking situation yes. with, uh, with Venkman's. Yes. Um, they, after I sent that reply, literally moments after we finished recording that episode they came back just like oh totally understand and we're actually we, we we're locking a date in for the end of the year cool so all's well that ends well very good yeah so check out the website check out our sponsors do all the things play all the music play all the music oh and moving you know talking about what we were talking about before i we have a gig coming up uh next weekend and i will be the only guitar player so man i uh I really know this music now. You do. <laughs> you do from a lot of perspectives. Yeah. So I, I am very well equipped to be a music director. Very good. For this group and this type of music. Cool. So let's go ahead and get into the uh, the topic that we want to, um, to cover today. And uh, it's funny. I was talking with Dan about this and we had been bringing it up and I was finally like, I think this is the week to do it. Oh, it's been and, months. Um, we've been talking about this topic. Oh, for sure. Months. Yeah. And, um, it just happens to be that today is um, Mental Health Awareness Day for the world, yep. the whole world. Yep. Um, and that's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about kind of personal care and um, just kind of 
mental health uh, in our community. Um, I think that uh, as a as a movement, as a group of people, um, we don't we don't do a very good job of that, and we don't, as a community, talk about it enough. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about business. We talk a lot about maybe accountability or motivation and that kind of thing, but we don't really talk a lot about self-care. And um, I think it's something that is incredibly important. And um, if any of you have listened long enough, uh, you would know that um, we have had our um, our struggles with that. <laughs> we have. You know, as a, even in some of the blog articles we wrote before we ever launched uh, the podcast, you know, we talked a lot about uh, things like fear and anxiety and insecurity and the kind of things that honestly motivate us to become musicians in the first place um, can, you know, on one hand, um, make us good at the job that we're doing. But if things aren't kept in check and you don't have the kind of, you know, awareness that you need to navigate these sort of things, they can be detrimental. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of guys in your scene uh, who, you know, suffer from some sort of insecurity is kind of the thing that you see a lot, especially in this in this um, in this industry. Yep. You see a lot of people who who kind of overcompensate for things, um, you know, by doing things like, you know, showing off or. Um, being obnoxious or what have you. Yeah, or being overly um, self-deprecating. I mean, it shows up yep. in a lot of different ways. And yeah, I mean, shoot, we do it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we also know the guys who just kind of take it too far, who are just kind of, man, that guy's really talented, but man, it's just really hard to be around that person. Yeah. Or it's really hard to work with that person. Yeah. Because they can't keep their, you know, their demons under control. Right. Um. A lot of times what that kind of boils over into is stuff like substance abuse, uh, which is definitely something that um, I feel like I've been having a lot of conversations with other musicians about right now. Um, just mainly alcohol. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is kind of a, is a kind of a, a it's, Look, a, it's, it's, a, a, it's an environmental hazard. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, this is, this is the business we're in. But it also, you know, it, it, it is a, it's a coping mechanism that a lot of people use. Um, I definitely have uh, used alcohol. I mean, how many people have had a, a crappy gig and you just had too many just to either forget about it or kind of get through it or whatever? You know, it is a coping mechanism. Yep. The problem is, is that, um, you know, for those of us who are busy and doing this stuff a lot, you know, if you're only drinking when you're in clubs, but you're in clubs every night, then you're drinking every night. Yeah. <laughs> um, or you're drinking at home every night and then you're drinking when you're not, you know, when you're playing and you know, it's just this kind of constant presence. Um, I know that I have kind of been back and forth about, uh, my reliance on alcohol, uh, playing music. And, um, I have actually, uh, I I'm taking the month off. Uh, I'm doing, I don't know if any of you guys listen to Joe Rogan's podcast or any of those, uh, any of the guys that do that, but they're doing a, a thing called sober October. And I have uh, decided to do that just to take the month off and kind of decompress. Um, and it's been fine, surprisingly enough. I actually have found, um, and I actually I learned this on Joe Rogan's podcast, uh, Heineken makes a non-alcoholic beer called Heineken 000. How is it? It tastes just like Heineken. It is hmm. like, I've, you know, when Amber was pregnant, she tried all of the non-alcoholic beers just to kind of like, 
And it, it became very apparent very early on that um, that was not going to be an option. She yeah. just kind of had to white knuckle it. Yeah. Uh, this tastes like Heineken. And it's 69 calories. And uh, I'm drinking one right now. All right. Well, and it's delicious. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So um, I do have a booklet that I found um, that we'll go ahead and put a link in the show notes about uh, if you are wanting more information or just want to kind of dig into some stuff. But, you know, um, I just wanted to kind of throw out there that, you know, I, I've struggled with anxiety. I literally had a panic attack this week uh, at, at the dentist of all places. <laughs> um, but it, it, anxiety is just a, has always been a part of my life. It's something that um, it runs in my family. My, my sister, my brother all have um, anxiety issues. And um, some people think that anxiety causes depression, that they're not necessarily like separate issues, but that one can kind of spin the other one up. And, um, you know, when we, when we first started the podcast, I was in a really, really not great place mentally. Um, and around that time, um, you got laid off yep. and, um, my, I, I guess the way that I was, the state that I was in was causing me to kind of lose, um, steam at my job and just really having a hard time kind of keeping up and maintaining the level of uh, work that I needed to do. And that, that se- in that season, I, I lost my job because of that, because of my, my mental state, yeah. um, which is pretty, you know, debilitating and embarrassing and humiliating and all of those things. But, um, in that season, you know, we, we were talking about, you know, episode 19 where you kind of talk about your, um, what you went through in, in the season of your, uh, unemployment. And- yeah. I don't, I don't really remember what, it, what was going on that week, but you were unavailable and <clears throat> we had no listeners <laughs> at the time. <laughs> and so I put an episode out that week that was, um, just me talking and, um, uh, I go back and forth about how I feel about that episode. I, I think on the greater balance of things, I'm proud of it. Yeah. Um, you know, in, you know, if I were interested in how I look to people more than my authenticity and openness with my audience, um, if I can call you guys that, um, I would be very embarrassed about that episode and probably delete it. But, uh, but you know, I came clean about where I was at and, and, and it was, it was a grim, <laughs> grim time, you know, being unemployed is yeah. rough. I was sitting on the couch and I was doing some work to find a job, but mostly I was binge watching the office and, um, yeah, not motivated to anything and feeling like a real, um, just a drain on my family. And, uh, it was, it, it was a hard time. And, and so I yeah. told the truth about that in that episode 19. Can you imagine this is episode 71? That was 19. Yeah. That was <laughs> early days. But, um, but the feedback I got from people who listened to it, the, the, you know, our listener, um, <laughs> just the one. it was a joke we haven't made in a while. Back then we were making a joke about you know, greetings to our listener. Um, uh, no, there was more than one listener and, and, and the feedback I got was really supportive and really great. And, and, um, I do think that when you're up against that in your life, really some, sometimes the only thing there 
there is to do is to reach out and make connection. Yeah. And that's also the hardest thing to do. Absolutely. So, um, you know, people who are listening to this, who struggle with, uh, with that, you know, one of the things that is just, I'm, I'm really happy about and proud of is that our Facebook community and the listener community of this podcast has, has coalesced into sort of a, a it's just, it's really supportive and really positive and I'm really happy about that. And, yeah. and it seems like the kind of place that people could bring their real, true, honest struggles and get not processed, you know, yeah. <laughs> like there are a lot of places where you could go to get processed, but, um, I think it seems to me like the cover band confidential Facebook page is a place you can get listened to, Yeah, which is just super rare in the world. And, and I'm really, I'm really proud of, um, the community that has just emerged around this, that, that has that be possible. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll contrast that with the episode. I don't remember its number, but the, the Dan episode. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably episode 30 ish, something. Um, where like, God, everything was just going my way. The world was breaking toward Dan just in every possible way. And, and, um, you know, that, that sort of outcome, looked um i it didn't look anyway there was no there was no way that it could even be possible there was no yeah it wasn't even it wasn't on the horizon yeah yeah so um you know people who who deal with that and deal with themselves that way just if i can offer that as a kind of an example um yeah i'm I'm happy that i can yeah. For any of you who who, ha- who haven't listened to it, I think it's worth going back and listening to. Um, I remember when he sent it to me, he was like, "Hey, I, I don't know, I don't <laughs> know if this is good." Yeah, and I, uh, yeah. I listened to it, this and I was suck. like, "We really need." I was like, "No, we really need to put this out because, I mean, I was basically, I was in a very similar state. Um, it was just, it, it, it was also, it felt kind of, you know, serendipitous that we ended up kind of being in each other's lives in that season. Very much. Oh, very much. Yeah. And other than it's, you know, recording podcasts at nine in the morning, um, which felt good. <laughs> it was handy. It was, kind of a, it was really convenient to have the whole day free. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee and coffee and podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do that now. I know. Yeah. Not, not dad late. No. Nope. Um, but it was, it was, um, you know, for, for those of us who have kind of been through, you know, issues with our, our mental health or just, you know, challenges in life, um, the things that got, at least for myself, the things that got me through that were um, seeking help, you know, talking to a counselor, um, finding ways to uh, to kind of quiet the chatter in my in my head, and um, just being open and um, talking to people, yeah, and just trying to be as transparent as I could, yeah, um, and and in doing that also discovering things that I, that have genuine, genuinely improved, um, my mental state. Um, I, I will say that, uh, 10 day, like before this 10 days, I probably hadn't gone more than 24 hours without having some drink. And it wasn't like I was drinking to excess every single night, but I was having at least a drink and maybe two or three. Um, but waking up, (laughs) 
for 10 straight days now without feeling tired or <laughs> having a headache. That is something, um, isn't it? Yeah. Felt pretty good. Yeah. Um, started running, which I hate. I still hate it. I yeah. hate it so much, yeah. but I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, yoga was a, was a huge game changer for me. Uh, and, and also doing meditation after the yoga process. Cause if you haven't done it before, there's kind of a quiet reflection built into the workout. So when you do that, you usually have five to 10 minutes, um, just to kind of focus on your breathing and that kind of thing. Uh, that really does work when I, when I ended up the, the, the thing <laughs> at the dentist, they were, I was getting a filling had fallen out. So I was getting it, I was getting it. They had to drill it out. And when the, um, when she went to go put the Novocaine in, she hit my facial nerve. Mm. So that, that went, it shot this electric jolt, like all the way up my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and just completely rattled me. And I, I've never felt anything like that. And I, I hope I never feel yeah. <laughs> anything like that again, yeah. but yeah. I, but controlling my breathing and, and kind of focusing got me in, in, in pre- previous times that would have spun me up and it would have taken a while to, to come back down. But by being able to focus on my breath and kind of center myself, I was able to get back to normal and let them finish the freaking procedure <laughs> in about three to five minutes Good. as opposed to just, you know, running yeah. Scooby-Doo style through the wall or something and out the door. Um, so the, you, you learn these, you learn these, these tricks and schemes as you go along. But, um, I, I have found that, um, that meditation and just kind of spending quiet time and just has been really beneficial to me. Um, the other thing that I would recommend is CBD. Mm. it is um for if anybody hasn't tried it it does it does work um i am a huge proponent of it um i haven't anybody, tried I've, I've tried it on my cat yeah and it made a big difference on my cat yeah i mean and cats are basically people they think and if they anything are. cats are are more like musicians than probably <laughs> any other animal <laughs> that's true that's true that's true listen since we're giving you shout outs to things that made a difference um yeah there's a, a program I did in 1999. It's a weekend course called the Landmark Forum. And um, I really can trace a lot of my accomplishments and, and the changes in my life to that weekend. I, um, I participated with them in some of their programs for graduates of that weekend course for many, many years. And um, in terms of being able to Cause you know, life just life's at you, <laughs> right? And then you have the responses to it. You have the reactions that your sort of endocrine system has to what life is happening. And then there's the actions you take and the things you say. And of those things, the only thing you have any control over is the actions you take and the things you say. And that one weekend, I walked out of that with more control over my actions and the things I say than I'd ever had in my life. And um, I really recommend it very, very strongly. It's a company. It's a for-profit thing. I don't want to – they're not paying us to say this. I don't want to like get too salesman about it. But I'm a, I'm a big proponent of this thing called the Landmark Forum. You should check it out. It's a few hundred bucks and a weekend, and it's, um, it's really a remarkable thing. It's um, in terms of – sort of general human well-being it's a it's a pretty profound thing yeah and, and there's there's no you know silver bullet 
to this. You know, for some people it's church, and for other people it's totally books, and for other people it's you know it can or it could be any any number of things. Absolutely. Um, and and just be willing to try stuff out. Not everything works. Um, I was trying to do guided meditations, but some of them got a little, little too new agey for me. And not that there wasn't good stuff in there, but you know, yeah, they're now, like, say, say that you're, you know, creating a universe of wonder out loud. And I was like, I don't, I don't I'm not going to say that. that. I can't gonna, do that. I'm not going to say that. I don't believe that. No, <laughs> I don't believe sounds, that. It <laughs> sounds lame. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Now, listen, I think there's also something to be said about physical self-care. But first, totally. before we do that, let's take a second and hear from a sponsor we've had a while and a brand new one. It takes a lot of work to get people to a gig. When they do show up, make sure they can see you. Put your band in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ, entertainment lighting that is affordable, reliable, easy to use, and set up and tear down. But most of all, Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that creates better audience experiences at your gigs by adding dynamic visual looks and moods to perfectly suit the music you're playing. Imagine dramatic color changes, dynamic strobes and chases, and even blackouts at the end of songs. All possible with just a step on a foot pedal or the touch of a button on a mobile device some Chauvet DJ's Bluetooth or DMX technology. Being in a cover band is a performing art that uses audio and visual production. So don't rock in the dark. Set your band apart from the competition with professional lighting you can load right into your car along with all your other gear. Small effort, big results. Don't just rock. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. This episode of Cover Band Confidential is sponsored by Bob's Angry Pins. Now, I first encountered Bob's Angry Pins via an ad they ran on Facebook. And the first thing that struck me was their pricing. Get this. Bob's Angry Pins will send you 100 inch and a quarter pins for $20. Total deal. Then I went to their Facebook page, which you can find by searching Facebook for Bob's Angry Pins or by following the link in the show notes. And I saw the great work they do. Full color, 300 DPI, photo quality prints, and heavy duty pin hardware. Cheap and fast shipping. Looked promising. Ordering couldn't have been easier. They handle it all through Facebook Messenger. Just hit them up and coordinate sending in your art. You can either send them fully built print-ready files or work with them to design your pins from your graphical components. They'll send you back a proof for your approval. Then a day or two later, you get a picture of your produced pins. A couple more quick days to ship, and ta-da, you are in the pin business. They were responsive and easy to get a hold of the whole way through, and I couldn't have been happier with the pins I received. I used the pins I got from Bob's Angry Pins for a lot of reasons. I've sold a few, but mostly they've been giveaway handouts to audience members or attachments to marketing materials or leave behinds on gig hunting outings. Maybe bonuses I've thrown in with some online merch orders, that sort of thing. At this cost point, you can hand them out like candy. It's a piece of cake. But the best feedback I ever got on them was the day the manager at a local brewery booked us for monthly shows throughout 2019. She was actually wearing the pin we left her on the strap of her overalls. She said she'd been looking for, for like a steady house band and she talked to lots of people, but what she loved about us was we personally came, showed up, talked to her and left her some pins. Boom. There it is. The power of pins. Bob's Angry Pins is offering a special discount for listeners of Cover Band Confidential. Mention the discount code CBC2019 when you're setting up your order. You'll get 10% off their already ridiculous pricing. How can you not act on that? Bob's Angry Pins, y'all. Go get you some pins. Okay, we're back. Ooh. I hope you enjoyed that. That was great. Right? Was it good for you? Oh, so good. 
Do you like the story about Bob's angry pins? Yep. Yep. Every word of that. It was true. like I was there. It was my actual experience with them. Totally killer. Totally, totally killer. So, um, uh, I mean, the other the other big important thing about the deal we're doing here, these this music stuff, is that you're out late. You're, um, I don't know about you, Adam, but I have kids. Yep, I, I too have kids. So I'm up early. Um, it's physically hard. It's physically hard, especially, you know, the older you get, I know that you're a spring chicken, but for people of my advanced age, it's tough. Um, what kind of things have you put in place to support your physical well-being? Um, it, it's a number of things. So, uh, I do, I, I think the yoga has been helpful, uh, getting some kind of exercise in, um, you know, uh, cause we, we're a pretty physical band. We do a lot of moving around. Yeah. So, um, being flexible and, uh, having good stamina is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, as, as a singer, you do have to kind of be careful about the kind of food you eat and that kind of stuff when you're performing. Absolutely. Um, we, we actually, one of the things that we say on stage is hydrate or dihydrate, like even to the, <laughs> the audience. It's <laughs> good. So whenever we stop to take a water break, we, that's one of our, our little I like phrases it. that we say. I like it. Um, and actually, if I start, if I keep doing these Heineken zero zeros, like that's, that's a good kind of compromise. Um, I try not to drink because it's too all much it's all stage. the fluid and none of the alcohol, so it's not. Yeah, dehydrate it's basically you. just a so it's a it's a beer flavored soda. Wow, more or less. Wow, less sugar, of course. Um, I try to um, I try to avoid too much alcohol. I may have like a beer in bet- like after the first set, you know, because basically anything you put in your body takes about an hour or so to process. So by the time the that beer hits anything that would affect my voice, it's already, you know, the show's probably already over. Right. Um, and yeah, just general stretching and warming up and cooling down and that kind of thing. That's, that's typically, that's my regimen. It's good. More or less. You know what I did? I, um, after <laughs> many months of waking up the morning after a show and having my feet hurt up to, you know, essentially my nipples, um, <laughs> I bought myself a um, chef's mat. Yeah, a chef's mat. And then I, because it looked super dorky to have on stage, I bought a, like a Persian rug that is the same width as it. Mm-hmm. And I attached it to the underside. Like, so the, the, I got this rug that is maybe five feet front to back and two and a half feet wide. And okay. the, the chef's mat takes up the back half of that. So I stand on that and then my helix stands, sits on the, the flat part of the part in front of the mat and my mic. And it it helps me, first of all, um, (laughs) I can stand on that sucker all night long and in the morning I feel fine. It's great. It's great for impact. Um, but it also helps me set up my mic stand and pedal board in a way that's really consistent. Um, so I kind of know where everything is. It actually really has helped in terms of being able to, operate that stuff without looking um, because I, I really like it gives me a framework for where every button is. It's, it's been great. Um, I actually forgot it before our last show at pig pounder a couple weeks ago. And I woke up the next morning with my feet hurting up to my nipples. It was like, Oh, <laughs> that thing's actually doing its job. It was really good. Yeah. These are the kind of things you have to worry about over when you're over 30. Um, 
but yeah, I've I've done the <laughs> Chef Matt thing before. Yeah. Uh, my problem is is that I I took it with me to work because I have a standing desk that oh, I use. Yeah. So I need a I need to get one that's just dedicated to the rig. Yeah, and I and I'll tell you, I really like I really like having rug attached to it because it looks kind of professional. I actually had somebody refer to it as my prayer rug. Nice. I was like, yeah, that's totally what it is. Love that. Um. So, something to think about. Yeah. But yes, those those things make a huge difference, even though, you know, I do feel like an old man uh, <laughs> having, having oh, to use an- it. Oh, another thing, another thing that we've started doing is um, is Pedialyte. Oh, yes. At the end of the night. I learned that trick I from- make you feel like Antara. a two-year-old. Well, no, they've got grown-up Pedialyte now do for, for grown, sexy people. I see. Um, it's called like extra strength or- mm. Wh- whatever. Hot. Um, but yeah, we, we started, we started doing that. Um, because even if you don't have anything to drink, you're, you're putting water out. Totally. By oh yeah. Just performing. So it's, it's less sugary than, uh, than a Gatorade would be. And, uh, you just drop a, drop it into a bottle of water and drink it on the way home. And that, that does, that has made a difference. Uh, and actually that's, that was, it was Amber's idea. Um, she went on a girl's weekend and that's how they kept, um, in brunch fighting shape. Nice. Every day. It's pretty light. So you drop it in a bottle. Does it come liquid? No, it's, um, they come in like the little single serve pouches. Oh, as a powder. Yeah. Huh. All right. So, all right. So you, you top up your, like a, top up your water bottle at the bar before you leave. Yep. And then drop it in, drop shake, it in. shake, shake. I like it. And, uh, and it's like salty in that like really good way. Right. Yeah. It's got electrolytes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Electrolytes. And, um, you know, the thing, the thing that I've been, I'll tell you, I've been, um, watching some videos early on in my, in my career with the clicky link. It's actually not all that early on. Um, it was visibly evident that I needed to lose some weight to perform on stage the way I wanted to. I mean, yeah, it was just clear. Um, and here's another unpaid uh, reference. I've been, uh, I, I tried out Noom. Have you seen Noom? Yes. Yeah. So I tried it out and um, it's good. I think I'm liking it. I'm down uh, about 14 pounds. Nice. And uh, and it's good. It's, I, 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 you know, I kind of feel like it's easy to do and I feel like I could, I could maintain it. And I, generally, I think I'm for it. Um, so that's helping a lot, and but the, the thing, part of it is weighing yourself every day, which is a practice that I have been in in the past, and then not, and then you know whatever. Um, the thing I notice is after a gig, my weight drops like four pounds, and it's all water, and then it comes back. I you know I get I get six back because what I drank that night was beer instead of water. Yeah, <laughs> right, and so I'm dehydrated, but also full of carbs and. You know, it's just not, it's just not great. So I think I'll try that Pedialyte. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm probably at this point, the heavy, well, I posted it on the, the Instagram page. What I, what I put on Instagram about a month or so ago was the heaviest I've ever been. Mm. Uh, and I'm slowly working my way back out of that. And it was adorable. Um, what was the number? It was like, it was like 188. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> as a, as a person who, um, yeah, I know I mean, what I what I should weigh, and it's it's not one eighty. No, no, no. Yes, okay, fine, good. Yes, and I'm glad you feel that way. At my heaviest, I had nearly a hundred pounds on you. So, ooh, there's that. But sure, um, yeah, it, it, 
I I know where I I know where healthy is, and it's it's less than that for sure. No, no, listen, so, and you, it's good to know that. It's definitely good to know that. And for those so, of us who are like, yeah, buddy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw that number and it was like, cute. Yeah, but I mean, I I need to be somewhere hovering around one sixty five, one seventy. Sure, just yeah, yeah, that's where I need to be. Totally. Um, so not drinking um has definitely helped, and uh, exercising has helped, and um, I'm just trying to eat more vegetables. Like, I I probably eat, I'd say sixty to seventy percent vegetarian most days. That's good. So, you know, that's. <laughs> I need to lower my cholesterol, so that's that's a part of that. So not drinking and eating more vegetables yeah. and exercising. Yeah, Noom has me um, almost entirely off red meat. Almost entirely. We had hibachi tonight, mm. so uh, I was. But yeah. I had I had veg I had a vegetarian Indian meal for lunch. So very nice. Lots of rice today. Yeah, very nice. But yeah, I. You know, for those of you who are in a rough season or, you know, looking for some encouragement, we, that is what we are here for. Um, it's okay to be not okay, but you need to talk to somebody about it. Even if it's strangers on the internet, <laughs> we're more than happy to, uh, to help out any way that we can. Totally. Um, if you're in a situation where you don't feel like, um, you can get the help that you need, uh, there are, um, there are options, uh, for seeking, uh, professional help with your mental state, uh, even under hardship. Um, so please feel free to, uh, to reach out and, you know, we can try and help you get plugged in wherever you need to be. If it's a 12 step program, there are meetings all over every city. Yep. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of walking through the door and that's the hardest thing. Always just starting. Always. If you can get through, if you can get, if you can cross the threshold into anything it it will it will put you on the path to being better and for two guys who this time last year were in very different states <laughs> very different situations uh, no um, kidding. we uh, if if you hear any if you don't hear anything in this episode just know that um there's it, it gets better there's there's life on the other side of this stuff totally so um thank you guys for your continued support uh, share with your friends and bandmates. And if this is something that you think somebody who's not necessarily a musician needs to hear, you know, pass it along to them. Um, our goal is to help you guys go further faster and to be better people and um, just to be a good resource for you guys. So uh, check out the new website and all of the things that we've got coming up. Uh, thanks again from Atlanta, Georgia. I am Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, Episode 71. Have a great week.